Our world is becoming ever more interconnected as communities become more diverse and the internet allows us to discover more about the world around us. When we seek to learn and understand the differences between our culture and others, we can develop an appreciation and love for them. As we teach our children about new countries and cultures from around the globe, we are also teaching them to have compassion, respect, and empathy. Hi, I'm your host, Jade Jones, mom to four children who I want to be compassionate world explorers. Join me as we discuss cultural awareness and world diversity and learn how families families teach their children to explore and embrace the world, its people, and their differences with a compassionate heart and open mind. Do you know someone who you think would be a great guest on the podcast? Send me an email at jonesandfortaste.com or DM me on Instagram. We're always looking for new guests to share about their culture and countries around the world. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Today, I am talking with Char, and she is a blogger like me. Her blog is called The Walk and Skillet, and she shares simple and easy Asian recipes that you can make at home. I also happen to be an owner of her cookbook called The Healthy Walk Chinese Cookbook. Just used it last night. My kids are huge fans of the Dan Dan noodles and broccoli beef, and my husband was looking through it last night, flipping through and being like, you need to make more of these and picking out his favorites. So it's a fabulous cookbook that you can find, and we will definitely link to that in the show notes. But I asked Shara to come on today to talk about Malaysia, as that is where she is living with her family. And so Char, go ahead and share more about yourself and let's get going. Hi, thanks so much for having me on this podcast. I really appreciate it. My name is Shar. I was born and raised in Malaysia, but I actually spent most of my adult life in the United States. When I was about 19, I moved to Oregon to go to university and I ended up staying there for the next 15 years. <laughs> Got married, had kids. So um, yeah, I, I really miss the Pacific Northwest. Um, but we moved back to Malaysia about, oh gosh, it's been about six years ago or so. And we love it here too. So that's that's kind of you know the backstory as to where I'm from. And um, yeah, I blog at Walk and Skillet. I love to cook and I love to share really easy Asian recipes. My inspiration is, you know, your favorite takeout dishes that you can make at home. So that's what my blog is all about. Yeah. Awesome. So I have a feeling that probably not many people know much about Malaysia or even where mm -hmm. it is. So can you tell us a little bit about, about Malaysia? <laughs> sure. Malaysia is actually, it, it's, it's kind of funny because yeah, no, nobody really knows where Malaysia is, but it, we're in Southeast Asia, right between Thailand. So we're in the uh, south of Thailand and north of Singapore. We're right smack in the middle of those two countries. Yeah, I have it pulled up on a map right now, so I can see. <laughs> and one, I don't think I ever realized how small Singapore is. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm like, oh, that's really tiny, especially in comparison to Malaysia, which is... I mean, a, a pretty big country. I was looking it up to compare it to the U.S. because that's always my comparison because that's what I know. And it's, it, well, according to one website, it's uh, it's 1.2 times smaller than California and 2.1 times smaller than Texas. But it's bigger than Florida. So I don't yeah. know. It's somewhere between California and Florida, folks, <laughs> in size-wise. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. So what languages do they speak in Malaysia? So here in Malaysia, we have the, the three main races that make up most of the population, which is the Malays, 
the Chinese and the Indians. Uh, but there are also a ton of other people of different races that live here. A lot of mm -hmm. expats from Western countries. And so for the for Malaysians, most speak at least two languages and many speak three languages with different uh, different dialects or whatnot. And it's not unusual at all for us to mix languages and flip-flop between different languages mid-sentence. <laughs> yes, that is definitely something being outside of the U.S. that I have noticed a lot more as we've interacted. Um, we were just mm. having dinner last night with a friend and he had a friend from Colombia there, but she has lived in the Netherlands for I think like 15 years. But so as we were talking, it was such an interesting mix of English, Dutch, and Spanish, like all in the same sentence. <laughs> and I was like, this it's so hard to flip flop between languages though so like it's funny because you get going in one language and then you're like oh i should speak in this language but then it, it you know it was just a, such an interesting i was cracking up because i mean I, I can follow spanish well enough and so that was funny and i can kind of follow in dutch but yeah. i was like wow this is a lot of processing my brain is having to go through <laughs> and trying to translate all three of these languages at the same time so i am still props to anybody who speaks more than one language because i am still not there yet <laughs> So I guess, what are some of the things that you think really define Malaysian culture? So the first thing that comes to my mind when I think about Malaysian culture is just the diversity that we have within our culture and the harmony. So there's, you know, like I said, the Malays, the Chinese and the Indians, along with all the other many different races that live here, we recognize and respect our differences. The people are really friendly here. Most are really laid back, but also a, a bit reserved, but, mm -hmm. you know, friendly at the same time. Family is really, really important to us. And so, for example, it's, it's not uncommon at all for extended family to all be living together in the same house. Mm -hmm. Unmarried adults tend to live with their parents until they marry. That's super common here. Respect for elders is huge. And the hospitality is just awesome as well. Most people here are really, really friendly. So th those are some of the things that, um, that were really important to us, which is one of the reasons why we moved back here, is to be with mm -hmm. my family and to you know, teach, um, teach our children those values as well. Yeah, so um, I know you were saying that your sons go to an international school. Um, yes. So how old are your sons? So I have a 14-year-old and an 8-year-old. Okay, so the 14-year-old would have been like 8 when you guys moved back to Malaysia. Yep. Yeah, that's a rough age. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a bit of a tough adjustment for him, yeah. Yeah, my second son just turned nine, and I think he struggled the most with our move. Oh. Just the overwhelm of trying to learn another language and get used to everything new. Everybody else handles it a little bit better, but he didn't. Mm -hmm. So yeah, mm -hmm. so is the international school really expensive there? They, they tend to be a little bit more on the pricey mm -hmm. side, but we love, we absolutely love the schools that they're going to. The teachers are just really amazing, and yeah, it, I can't say enough good things about the schools and we're so, so happy that they're in that school right now. Ah, so like what would the local schools be like in comparison to the international school? Um, you're are you referring to like the public, public yeah. education here? Yeah, I um, guess, do people do public education or is yeah, there a big push yeah. for private? No, uh, there's not really a big push for private, but they are very popular here. 
Uh -huh. But uh, I, I personally do not have any experience with public schools because I also went to a private school. It wasn't okay. an international school that I went to, but it's still, you know, quite a bit different than the, the public schools here. So without okay. without having experience, I can't really speak much to that. But I, I've heard I've heard it's quite a big difference, <laughs> which is why most people tend to, to send the kids to private schools here. Yeah. Yeah, just curious, because we have friends who are from Hong Kong, mm -hmm. and they also sent their kids to the international school because they wanted them to learn English. Oh. And so I was just curious if that was like a fairly common practice mm -hmm. to send kids to either a private or international school so they can learn English. Yeah, well, most people here do speak English. Okay. Yeah, but uh, the, the international schools here are, are very good. So that's that's another, you know, reason why they send the kids there. But um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just learning. <laughs> so what are some of the things that you, you love about living in Malaysia? The food would be the number one thing. I love the food here. Aside from missing my family when we when I was living abroad, the food is like the number one thing that I missed when I was living yeah. in the States. Um, just the variety and the flavor, the spice. We, we take food really seriously here. What are some of your favorite dishes? Oh, gosh. Uh, I have a lot. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> it's like trying to pick a favorite. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Oh man, there's there's a dish that I really love called nasi lemak. It's one of the traditional Malaysian um, dishes here. It's coconut rice served with a spicy uh, chili sambal on the top, mm. with uh, peanuts and fried anchovies. It's amazing. And it's a very common breakfast food here. I love it. My husband yeah. would be all on board. He loves all things rice. And since yeah. I'm Polynesian, we also eat a lot of rice. But, but he's mm -hmm. been like, can we have more rice for breakfast? And I was like, I will hunt down recipes <laughs> for rice for breakfast. We can do that, sure. <laughs> so that sounds right up his alley. Spice, if, if he doesn't mind the spice, nasi lemak is a fantastic option. All right. We'll look that one up because he loves spice. So we're good. Yeah. Aside from the food, we love the, the consistent weather. Well, fairly consistent weather yeah. where you get really warm weather pretty much all year round. We mm -hmm. don't get the four seasons like in the States. Um, so it's just either hot or raining. That's about it. So when is the rainy season? Right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know exactly which month to, to which month, but yeah, it's been, it's been pretty rainy the last, uh, the last few weeks. So around this time. Okay. And I guess how hot is hot? It gets pretty warm. Um, and it's a different type of heat than in the States over here. It's a really, it, it's really humid here at the uh -huh. same time. So I think, oh gosh, I don't remember like, you know, Celsius. And, oh, and just give it in Celsius so we think, can convert it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, in Fahrenheit, it probably, we're probably hovering around 80-ish most of the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, it does get up to about 90-ish sometimes, but um, because it's such a humid heat, uh-huh it's, it's really intense when yes that happens yeah we lived in georgia so deep south in the u.s and it would get like in the hundreds but like with almost 100 percent humidity oh, and yeah you go outside and you're just like immediately drenched in sweat and you're like this is awesome i love it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that i don't love um, so much <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We didn't really enjoy that either. Okay. So, so I'm just going back to my map mm -hmm. and looking. So you guys are like a little lower than like Hawaii. So I kind of imagine weather might be similar-ish to Hawaii because that's what I remember from Hawaii is that like kind of 80s most of the time. Yeah. 
but yeah, kind of humid. Although I don't think they have necessarily as rainy season as maybe you guys handle. Ah. So like how much rain is rainy season? Um, we, we do get the tropical rains here. So it, it tends to be okay. quite heavy. But in terms of, yeah, I, I'm not really sure in terms of, you know, the calculation okay. and whatnot. Yeah. Okay. So do you get to do much travel from Malaysia? Yeah, we're lucky enough to live pretty close to other countries like Thailand and Singapore. We don't travel too often, especially right now. But um, right now, yeah, yeah we, it's close enough where we get to travel um, if we wanted to. <laughs> we've got uh-huh. a few countries yeah. um, on our bucket list like Japan and China, which we haven't had the opportunity to travel to yet, but we're looking forward to it. And it's really close by. We've been to the airport before, but we haven't actually been uh-huh. outside of the airport. In China? Which airport? Uh, Japan. Oh, to Japan. Yeah. How long does it take to get from Singapore or from Malaysia to Japan? I think it's about a six, six-ish hours, five or six hours. Oh, okay, that's yeah, it's, yeah, that's not too know, bad. It's really close by. Awesome. Oh, I'm jealous. Japan is on our list as well, so someday we will yeah. get there. So, what are some of the other things that I know you kind of mentioned? Um, some of the things that are hard about living in Malaysia, but are are there things that you think really make it hard to live there? Yeah, (laughs) Um, the traffic here is just really horrible. And it took us probably, well, at least it took myself, um, I think probably about two years to finally get used to it. Um, The drivers are just really, really aggressive and some can be quite inconsiderate. So Uh that's one of the challenges of living here. And like we talked about the weather, it can be hot and humid all the time. Um, sometimes the hot weather is nice, but when it gets to be, you know, humid at the same time, it can be a bit annoying. You know, you, you take a shower, then half an hour later, you feel like you need to take another shower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just a few other nuances as well. Like, you know, when it, it's a lot of things here aren't that great. So it's hard to get access to certain items like uh butter milk and beef and cheese and my husband really misses the craft beer that he used to be able to get in (laughs) oregon um he can but we we do get access to those um those items here it's just really really expensive because they yeah they have to be imported from mostly australia Mm. so yeah that's kind of a pain it's really expensive here it's probably like three or four times the, the price yeah, we've noticed the same thing here with certain oh, yeah. products that I guess are distinctly American and I didn't realize mm-hmm. it. that, Or even things that like I know they use in the UK, mm-hmm. but they don't use here in the Netherlands and they're oh. very, very expensive. Yeah. So yeah, you could either kind of learn to do without or just adapt and learn that you just have to pay more for those. Right, right. The, the one yeah. thing that I really do miss is the beef in the United States. It's it's quite, we do get beef from um, Australia and New Zealand, uh-huh. but I, I much prefer the beef from the US and we don't get US beef here. We used to, but we don't anymore because apparently, because um, Malaysia is a, 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 you know, considered a Muslim country. Uh-huh. So when they import it, it has to be halal, but US beef uh-huh. is not really considered halal. So we don't, we don't get it here. I did not realize that Malaysia was a Muslim country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Are there yeah. any other like uh, major religions or is that the predominant one? That's the predominant one. Of course, you know, among the Muslim, uh, the Malays. So pretty much all Malays have to be Muslims 
but oh, the okay. Chinese and the Indians, they, we have a, a you know, a ton of other religions here as well. Uh-huh. So we have Buddhism, Hinduism, and uh, even Christianity is really big okay. here. So, yeah, but oh. it's predominantly Muslim, especially among the Malays. Yeah. So I guess what kind of meats are popular then if beef has to be imported? Because I imagine that just in general would make it too expensive for like general consumption. Right. Well, they have Malaysian beef, but it tastes uh-huh. really different. So yeah. um, the Malaysian beef is okay for, uh, there's, a, there's a dish that we have here called um, beef rendang. So mm-hmm. it, it tends to be cooked a little bit longer. Um, so it's kind of like a almost a stew. Mm-hmm. It's, it's appropriate for that use. But yeah, beef is not super popular here, I guess. Not as much as chicken and, uh, and pork, unless you're... Muslim, Muslim. Muslim, then you're, yeah. not, you're not supposed to <laughs> you can't eat pork. Yeah, you're not eating pork if you're Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's really interesting. Well, and so kind of going backtracking a little bit. So driving, is driving popular or is like public transit also fairly popular? I guess like what's the primary mode of transportation? Um, it, it depends on where, where you are. I'm based on Penang Island. And okay. the public transportation here is, is okay, but it's not as advanced as in Kuala Lumpur where they have, you know, the the MRT. Uh-huh. But here, people, a lot of people tend to, to drive. So okay. that's why, you know, there's so many issues with, with the traffic because there's just way too many cars on the road. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And so Penang Island is on the north side of Malaysia. Yeah. Okay. So what are some of the things that you think like best define Malaysian culture? I know you talked about like the family, the importance of family, the respect Mm -hmm. for your elders, but is there anything else that you feel like really defines Malaysian culture? Um, If I could summarize it in one word, it would be um, this harmony, diversity and harmony. Uh, we, We recognize and we respect our differences. How does that look with so many different like like, I guess, having several main ethnic groups and lots of expats, like, I guess, how does that look in the everyday? I, I know that's probably a really hard question to answer, but... <laughs> no, it, it, is, it is true that we are exposed to all these other cultures pretty much everywhere we go and every single day. So I think we've just learned to adapt and, you know, be accepting and be able to, to live in harmony and accept every, everybody. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so I guess, did you have anything else that you thought of that you would like to share about like Malaysia? No, not really. <laughs> not really. <laughs> and that's okay. It's it's a beautiful country. Um, I think that if you're looking for, you know, just something something different, you know, I would encourage you to, to visit and just check out Malaysia. Yeah. Yeah, kind of random. I guess, what is the, like, the nature like? You know, is it mountainous? Is it flatter? I... Yeah, we do have a lot of mountains. Okay. Yeah, but it depends on it depends on where we get a lot of mountains and beaches. And, you know, so a lot of people love to go hiking and snorkeling. Not too much around here because the, the water tends to be a bit more murky. But we do have several okay. islands that are a bit further away from the mainland that um, mm-hmm. you'll be able to find really clear waters and yeah, it's a lot uh, yeah, cleaner beaches <laughs> than, than yeah. what we have here. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate you coming and sharing even just a little bit about Malaysia. Shar gave me some really great stuff to put together a virtual field trip. And so that will be up on the website. So you can go and look on jonesandfortaste.com and just type in Malaysia and we'll, we'll have that up and I'll also link to it in the show notes. And so Shar, is there, how can people get in touch with you? They can find me on my blog at walkinskillet.com. You can also find me on Instagram with that same name, walkinskillet, and also on Facebook. And I do want to add that recently I collaborated with uh, Jenny from The Ginger at Whisk, and she put together a product called the Foodie Family Passport Kit for Malaysia. So if you're wanting to learn a little bit more about Malaysian cuisine, um, and this is awesome, if you, especially if you have kids. It's a great way to teach your children uh, cooking skills and, you know, while trying new foods and learning about Malaysian culture as a family. So I believe you're going to be able to link to that uh, in, your, in your notes, yeah? Yes, yes, that will be in the show notes as well, as well as a link to Shar's cookbook and her website. So you can find all that information there. Well, thank you so much, Shara, for coming on and being willing to share just even a little bit about Malaysia. I know I learned a lot because I didn't know very much. So I appreciate you coming on and sharing more about that. It's been fun. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed this episode and this podcast, please take a minute to leave a review or screenshot your podcast player and share with a friend or on social media. Make sure to tag me on Instagram stories at Johnson for Taste. Don't miss out on an episode by subscribing to the podcast and signing up for my free introductory guide to teaching kids about other cultures. You can sign up for email reminders, get the guide, and find the show notes by visiting my website, jonesonfortaste.com. Happy exploring!